Welcome to What's Next with Eric Wood, presented by TVG, where we will prepare you to make your what's next in life your best yet. Our guest today is Kent Taylor, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this Derby week, and we're going to give away some Derby picks. So stay tuned for this one and enjoy the show. The biggest horse race of the year is quickly approaching, and you could bet the Derby risk-free up to $200 with TVG. That's right, new TVG players can get started with a risk-free bet up to $200 on your first single horse win wager. That means you'll get up to $200 back if your horse doesn't win. The TVG app gives you all the tools you need to bet the Derby. You'll get access to free picks, analysis, and wagering advice from industry experts. If you want my expert opinion, you better be following along on social media for me this week and I'll release my picks on there. The Derby is coming up this Saturday, so don't miss out. Just sign up with promo code Eric Wood for your chance to bet risk-free up to $200 exclusively on TVG.com in the Watch TVG app. Remember to use promo code Eric Wood at sign up. All right, we're now joined by four-time Kentucky Sportscaster of the Year and a guy who has covered every single derby since 1994, and that's Kent Taylor from Louisville, Kentucky. He will be covering the derby all week this week. So, Kent, welcome in, brother. Thanks, Eric. You're making me feel old. Yeah, I think I went to my first derby in 1984 as a oh. fan kid. I'll never forget watching uh, – I had bet on Swale and watching him – it's seared in my memory watching him come down the stretch and, and win that derby was pretty cool. Well, it only takes one experience like that to truly get the itch. I remember I invited EJ Manuel when he was our quarterback for the Bills. I invited EJ to the derby because I said, hey, all good quarterbacks come to the derby. you got to come. So we're sitting with a buddy of mine who uh, he'll be on the podcast on Friday, Kevin McFarland. He's a professional horse handicapper. And he gave us the exact of that year. That was 2014, I believe. And that's when Commanding Curve came in second. Oh, yeah. For in that race. So we hit a really good exacta. But EJ didn't win nearly as much money as everyone else at the table. Uh, he didn't bet it quite as heavily, maybe, as he should, even though we weren't betting that much money. But we all got a good laugh when we all were raking in money and uh, bet, uh, paying taxes. EJ didn't have to pay taxes. But it only takes one experience to truly get that itch. That, that, that hooks you. And uh, it's a shame. It looks like we're going to have some rain. But you know what? As long as you're prepared for it. And maybe, you know, you're probably undercover. You're probably I'll, some. Yeah, we'll, we'll be undercover. We're in the new <laughs> home stretch club, which I haven't been to yet. But um, some buddies of mine said that should be a really good spot for us. So um, we got Jim Kelly coming in for his first derby ever. And so that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll, we'll try and keep him out of the rain. But what's, what's your derby week look like this week? Well, we are extremely busy. I'm working right now on, I've got six stories to do today alone for our coverage. We had four yesterday. So, and then we're on all day, Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, people out of town, we, as the NBC affiliate with the race, we're, we're, we go on at 10 a.m. on Friday morning and go off at 8 p.m. Then we're back on at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Well, actually, you know, the morning show's out there. Then after that, we come on with our coverage of, from the front side at 8 a.m. And then we're on until 2.30 when NBC takes over. And then we're on again after the race from about 7.30 to 8. We'll have a post-race show, which has been pretty eventful, uh, especially a couple of years ago with maximum security that took a while for the DQ and everything to happen. And then there's usually plenty to talk about at that point. 
uh, and we'll dip into the post-race news conference and, and things like that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Do you get a chance to bet on the races when, when you're yeah, out there all day? We get a little – I don't bet on every race, but I'll definitely bet on the Oaks and the Derby um, and, you know, get that Oaks Derby double into. Um, I heard you spinning that. I, I kind of like now, you know, maybe even going – you pick a few horses in the Oaks and then wheel them with all in the Derby, which keeps you alive for your ticket. Um, you know, if, as long as you, uh, as long as you get the Oaks winner in that group. Yeah. Lately, year, yeah. Lately, this has been like, that's been like my favorite bet these last few years. Cause we're always at the Oaks too. And then you get that Oaks action. And if you miss it, it is what it is. You still get to bet the Derby, but if you get some decent odds in the Oaks, well, now you have this Derby bet that can pay some pretty good margins and you don't have to bet that much. And that's what it's all about Derby weekend, because there's such big fields every, you know, most races are really good that you could catch good odds in most of the races. Yeah. Or this is what I was thinking I could do. Cause I really like epicenter in the Derby. I was, I was actually surprised that he wasn't made the favorite. Me so too. I think an epicenter all Oaks Derby double bet, which won't be, you know, there's only 14 horses in the Oaks, so it won't be as expensive. And that way, no matter who wins the Oaks, I've got that, you know, to carry over to the Derby. I'm going to ride that bet with you. I have a habit of not like when I hear something like that, it's hard for me to ignore it. And then when it shows up, I'm like, oh, I should have bet it. So I, right. I end up getting I end up getting spread pretty thin. But when you look at this Derby field, what stands out to you most? Uh, let me throw the glasses on. I got the uh, PPs here. Uh, Epicenter is to me. And not, I like what I like to do is I spent pretty much most of the day Sunday just going, you know, now with uh, uh, streaming and stuff, it's so easy just to go through and, and pull up YouTube and call up every prep race. Um, I like to watch the prep races, watch the individual horses in the prep races, see what their excuse is, what happened to them. And Epicenter, to me, just based on the fact, there's a couple of things I like about him. First of all, he's beaten, I mean, he beat Zandon, he beat Smile Happy. And then they left and were and finished first and second in the Bluegrass. He beat Cyberknife earlier uh, in a race, who won the Arkansas Derby. He's won at a mile and three sixteenths. And most importantly, early in his career, he looked like he wanted to go to the front. That's the way he was going to win. Well, that's the opposite of what he did in the Louisiana Derby. He laid off the pace of Zozos a little bit. And then when they turned for home, he, he hit the gas and had plenty at a mile and three sixteenths to make me feel like a mile and a quarter is not going to be an issue for him and also knowing that he doesn't have to be on the front. And then when I hear Steve Asmussen say, first of all, he, it's one of those things where you do, he's due. He's 0 for 23. I just looked it up. There are 10 trainers who started more than 11 horses in the Derby. Nine of the 10 have won the race more than once. More wow. than once. He's the only one who hasn't won it at all. So it's his turn. Um, and he said – he's had some pretty good horses that he's brought here. He had, you know, Gunrunner and Curlin were two all-timers who he brought here in the Derby, both finished third. He says Epicenter at this point, he's like, he's not Gunrunner or Curlin, you know, pump the brakes there. But at this point in his career, he's faster than those two horses were when I brought him here. So uh, that's enough for me to be all over Epicenter. And if he's not, and, and hey, that's fine. Go ahead and make and in the favorite I'll, I'll take a better price why are people making why why, why has uh, the odds makers made zand in the public you went back and watched all the prep races what stands out to you most about him yes because that was an impressive i mean he was last in the bluegrass and he made a pretty impressive move uh down the lane now you know you go back all the history things you can throw out there i mean the last time usually 
a handicapping method I use every year for the Derby is I throw out the bluegrass winner. Now it's changed, you know, with the different tracks they've had and stuff, but strike the gold is the last bluegrass winner to win the Kentucky Derby, even street sense finished second in that race. So, um, yeah, that's enough for me that I, uh, I'm going to, I don't, I'm not saying I've thrown out Zandon necessarily, but I mean, I've, I've been to, it's been a while since I've been to the bluegrass, but I've been there and I've watched Holy Bull and skip away and horses like that who look like, you know, secretariat, like, Oh my gosh, they can't lose the Derby. And then the, you know, they don't even hit the board. What, what's part of the reason that the favorites have been so successful lately? Do you think it's well the point system? Yeah. The point system is, I mean, there was the stretch from what 1979 and spectacular bid to Fusagi Pegasus without a favorite winning. And now with the point system, it, it, it weeds out that early speed, those two year olds who win the, the, the sprint races and earn a lot of money that gets them in the Derby field. And um, so I think that's a big part of it. And then, um, you know, and, and then you see these horses run against maybe some of the other, the, the same quality for a while. And maybe we're picking the right, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're, uh, we're just picking the right horses, but I mean, you, you've seen some, uh, quite a few, you know, for a while it was Seattle Slew was the only undefeated horse to win the Derby. Then you had, you know, Smarty Jones and, and uh, uh, Barbaro and, you know, Justify and horses like that. So we, I don't, I'm not sure exactly the answer, but I think the point system has a, has a big thing to do with it. Yeah, I think so too. But when you're talking about a 20 horse field, there's just so many factors that can come into play. And that's part of the reason those favorites never came in. Those likely were the best horses heading into the race. They just couldn't get home. Even uh, another undefeated one. I forgot about big Brown. You remember big Brown. He's another one though, that I remember watching that. And I was like, you know, Watching him, watching his prep races, he draws post 20. Well, then people throw him out because no horse has ever won from 20. Right. And I was like, he just looked like he was much the best to me. And he, and he proved it uh, that day. That horse was a specimen. I remember seeing him out on the backside and thinking, okay, that's what. A derby help, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Last one for me. You got a lot of casual betters that are, that are tuning into this right now. What's the. What's what's your favorite type of bet to catch some odds? Is it a pick three where you're picking three horses, uh, three horse winners in a row, three consecutive race winners in a row, pick four, pick five? Is it a trifecta? What's your favorite? Here's an easy bet that's not that much money, I guess, depending on how much money you want to bet. But I do this bet every year. A $1 trifecta box on the Derby, and I pick four horses. That way, you know, picking the three that finished one, two, three in this 20 horse field is you're going to be pretty lucky for that. But with four, it's hittable. It's hittable. I've hit it once. But, um, you know, and I'll, and my horses this year are going to be and I like there's one that you threw in there that I haven't heard many people talking about. But I like Epicenter. I like Messier because I think they're training Messier. I think they were they were training him for the Triple Crown. Not necessarily. I'm not too worried about his loss in the San Anita Derby. I like Messier. I like charge it. Uh, he looked to me like he was reaching out for some more ground, wanted a little more. He's lightly raced uh, in that Florida Derby. And then I like Barber Road because he's going to be running at the end. And Ray Gutierrez has won three races already today at Churchill Downs. Um, but I also the, the other one that I'm considering in that bet, though, is White Barrio for a similar reason that I like Epicenter so much is that he beat you know, tis the bomb, Mo Donegal. These horses were at Gulfstream. He's beating them. They leave and go win other places. He stays there and keeps on winning. So White Abario is another one that I'm considering. Well, I appreciate you giving away those picks. We've had 
Uh, a couple guests this week that, I mean, it's part of their profession. They, they're not going to give them away. So, so Wait the band, the, what'd you say? Wait till you get my bill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you hit a winner. Uh, if, if any of those hit, I promise you, uh, we'll, we'll send something over to the station. But I know this is an extremely busy week for you. It means the world to me that you took the time to come on here with me. Thank you. Hey, if you see, so is Will Wolford going to be around too with Jim Kelly in town? Oh yeah. J- uh, Will Wolford and Jude, uh, Jude for judge. Will oh, Wolford. Jude. And- Jude. Yeah. They'll be at the table with us. Perfect. I will tell them I said hello. Please. Will do. Thanks again, Ken. Thanks, Eric.